T here. Apologies yet again for no new show, but I promise you, we will return. We've actually recorded Red Sea Diving Resort, but I wanted to get these pesky clip shows out of the way first. We will be back to our old schedule, starting with a new episode of Two Guys, a Movie, and a Podcast, starting January 15th. This week's clip show includes our spoiler-free thoughts on See You Yesterday, Gran Torino, Clockwork Orange, Gerald's Game, Snatch, Snowpiercer, and Cop Car. Welcome back to Two Guys, a Movie, and a Podcast, where every week we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched, or even worse, unnoticed. My name is Tyler. You can call me T. I don't really care one way or another. As always, I'm Malcolm. You can call me Mac, but either way, it never really matters. Today we're talking about Netflix original See You Yesterday. This comes to us all the way from 2019. It stars... Eden Duncan Smith, Dante Cricklow. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but we're going to go with Cricklow. Astro. <laughs> I can promise you, though, after watching it, it is not the dog from the Jetsons, which is something that Mac probably never watched or has any real awareness of at all. Yeah. They had a dog <laughs> named Astro. It was like the Flintstones in space. Did you ever watch the Flintstones? No. No? Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Anyways. The synopsis is as follows. As two teen prodigies try to master the art of time travel, a tragic police shooting sends them on a series of dangerous trips to the past. It has an IMDb rating of 4.9 out of 10. That is out of roughly 4,000 ratings. This is pretty new. It came out uh, just just a few weeks ago, so... Uh, the number of ratings I'm sure will climb as the days and weeks and years go by. It has a Metacritic score of 74, which is out of nine critics' reviews. You're probably all done listening to me, tired of listening to T-Talk. I'm not. No? No. I think Mac is just stalling because he doesn't want to talk about this movie. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and send it your way anyway. Uh, general general thoughts. Let's I hated it. I didn't I mean and I'm not too, I'm not too big on like with the exception of Endgame, too big on like time travel movies. <laughs> Which if you liked it but didn't like Endgame? Yeah, I've got some things to say, so don't worry. Okay. I can I can simmer down. You can simmer down a little bit because I'll I'm sure you'll simmer back up once I start talking. Oh, I took my blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know I couldn't get into it. Um, it's a cool concept, I guess. <laughs> I feel I mean I, don't, I think there was a deeper story, obviously, to it. Um, but I don't get into like <laughs> politics and stuff like that. I don't. I, I don't know. I just and <sighs> you like don't even have words. Uh, I'll save it for the spoiler cast. But uh, overall, I'm, honestly, I'm going to give it like a two out of ten. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'll save the rest for later. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I didn't dislike it near as much as Mac. Mac did. I give it a six. I waffle 
back what? and forth. <laughs> what? I waffled back and forth uh, between uh, between an eight and a five, and I <laughs> and I concluded I concluded it at a six. Whoa! I I think it's a fun concept. I think they missed a lot of opportunities. Camera work was pretty cool. Like they had like some pretty cool things going on in it. Some of the visual effects not quite so interesting. Like the first time they actually travel back in time. I didn't like the sequence when they were actually traveling back in time. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it looked kind of dumb. Acting wise, don't think most of them <laughs> were anything to write home about. For the most part, the acting, and maybe it's just me, and I don't know how the film was shot if it was if it was all shot in sequence, but to me anyways, I felt like the acting started out kind of bad. And then by the end of the movie, I thought the acting was maybe slightly above average. Not much above average, but just slightly above average. So I don't know, like, if they, that would make sense if they shot it in sequence. If, like, the first day, Mm -hmm. they're like, we don't really know what we're doing. And then by by the end of, like, you know, however long it was, by the end, by the time they filmed the last scene, maybe they have a better idea, they're more comfortable, and... They're like, yeah, okay, we got this. We got this thing down. It's like us with this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Eden Duncan Smith was Claudette, or C.J. Walker. She's the main character. It's her. She's going back to save her brother from getting shot. We're gonna get it all into this in the spoiler cast, so I'm not gonna get too much into it. She was okay. Like I said, beginning of the movie, I just wasn't feeling it. I didn't think she was anything special. By the end of it, I felt I felt like she was given a little bit more of a. A heartfelt performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, same goes with Dante Tricklow, which was her best friend. With the, his name in the movie was Sebastian Thomas, and Astro, which was her brother Calvin. Uh, I thought I, I I thought Astro did good from beginning to finish. He was probably he had the least amount of screen time, I'd say, mm-hmm. but he was probably my favorite part of the movie. I really. I really enjoyed his performance. I thought he was I thought he was really good and I kind of hope I kind of hope this leads to other things cuz I'd like to see him in in a few other things. I mean there's a handful of other people in there too, but those are the three people that you're really really focusing on. Starts out kind of light. It had a it had a brief cameo from Michael J. Fox. I like Michael J. Fox okay. I thought it was I was like for first of all, like I mean I knew it was a time travel movie. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox shows up, and I was like, "I was like, oh, that's a weird thing. Why, why is Michael J. Fox in this thing?" And then I was like, "Oh, that's right, Back to the Future." <laughs> <laughs> and he was only in it for like two minutes, long enough to like make some jokes about Back to the Future and say, "Great Scott." <laughs> um, never seen it. You've never seen Back to the Future? Well, I think you've officially alienated like the five people <laughs> that remain listening to this show. Uh, Back to the Future, great series, wonderful franchise. How many was it? Three or four? Three. If you didn't like, if you don't like time travel movies, and you didn't like this, probably not gonna like Back to the Future. Well, like Back to the Future, it was like ahead of its time. It was, and you will watch it, and you'll say, "Yeah, I'm sure it was good at the time." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like Back to the Future series. Not. First one, they go back to like the fifties. It's okay. It's not my favorite. Second one, 
is like in the future, which is like really, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. I think the second one's probably my favorite. And then the third one, they go back to the old West and the old West one. The old West one is really funny. <laughs> I feel like, have you, did you see that movie a million ways to die in the West? No, I passed on it. Okay. I, there's just like a cameo from, uh, both of them. Really? Yeah. Hmm, okay. And I think it was, because it, it's a Western, I guess. Right. <laughs> so I think that's what it has yeah, to do with. But. Probably. Anyways, Michael J. Fox, like two minutes. Whether whether it's a good two minutes or not, it's entirely up to the viewer. I thought it was, I thought it was clever for about two minutes. <laughs> and then when it was done, I was like, oh, okay. And now when I watch it again, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> it's funny the first time. Probably wouldn't be funny if I go back for a second time. Uh, <laughs> uh, just because the surprise wears off. I mean, we probably could have actually saved that for the spoiler cast, but it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I I like the story. Now, you brought up Endgame. Now, this is... This is how time travel movies work for me. They they fall into two camps. <laughs> <laughs> There's the time travel movies that I enjoy that I can suspend my disbelief for and ignore all the logic problems. And then there's time travel movies that I can't enjoy because for whatever reason, I can't suspend my disbelief enough for it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to pick it apart and be mean. <laughs> This one, it falls somewhere like right in the middle of those. I like their time travel logic way more in in this movie than any of the time travel logic in Endgame. But why? It's the same it, concept. It, it, <clears throat> no, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> because and we can get into that more in the spoilers. They're not like taking stuff. Yeah, spoilers. For Endgame, if you're like one of the two people that haven't seen it yet, in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Two Guys, a movie and a podcast, where every week we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched, or even worse, unnoticed. My name's Tyler. You can call me T. I don't really care one way or another. As always, my name is Malcolm, or you can call me Mac. Either way, it doesn't matter. This week we're talking about Gran Torino. (laughs) This is a a history-making moment. I swore I would never watch a Clint Eastwood movie. Mac made me watch a Clint Eastwood movie, I think out of spite. I did. Because I wouldn't let him pick Dark Knight. That's, That's fair. He's in for a treat next week, so... (laughs) let's go ahead and get on with this this movie comes to us all the way from 2008 it has a runtime of one hour and 56 minutes an imdb rating of 8.1 that is out of roughly 669,000 ratings and a metacritic score of 72 that is out of 34 critics reviews The synopsis is as follows. Curmudgeonly Korean War vet Walt confronts his Hmong immigrant neighbors when the family's son tries to steal his beloved 1972 Gran Torino. 
This film stars Clint Eastwood, B. Vang, Ani Her, and probably a bunch of other people. We'll leave it at that. Mostly just, <laughs> you just mostly need to know Clint Eastwood. I'm not entirely sure who B. Vang is and, and Ani Her is. I'm sure I could go to IMDb and find it. In fact, you know what? I'm going to go to IMDb and find it. <laughs> also, um, just a warning. This, this episode is probably going to, it's probably going to have some, uh, some, uh, some pretty bad language in it. I'm oh, going to yeah. stick the, probably going to end up sticking the, uh, explicit tag on this one because racism is a very big part of this film. So. Just so you know, if you're listening in the car with your kiddos and you don't want them to hear the word zipperhead or gook or gook, then, uh, then, uh, you know, turn us off now and come back later. All right. Top build cast. Here we go. Clint Eastwood is Walt Kowalski. Christopher Carley is Father Janovich. B. Vang is Tao. He's the young boy that Clint Eastwood kind of takes under his wing. He's the guy that tries to steal a car. And Ani Her is Sue. And that is Tao's sister. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh. Problem solved. Mystery mystery solved. Okay. Let's uh let's go ahead and get into this. Mac, what are your general thoughts on this movie? Coming out of the gate swinging. Yeah. Ten. Ten? Ten. Oh, okay. Wow, we're we're in for a treat. We are in for a treat. This is gonna be a good one. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I don't know. I like I like the I like the story of it. I mean, it's Clint Eastwood. What do you expect from him? Ah, uh, I don't know. You wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, clearly I wouldn't know. <laughs> he could play a priest in a different movie, and I'd see him. I'd be like, wow, this guy's racist. <laughs> Before we go on, how many Clint Eastwood movies have you seen? Uh, like three. Okay. What what movies are they? Well, Grand Turismo. Well, obviously, Grand Torino. Torino. <laughs> uh, that new one, The Mule. Okay. Um, maybe it's only two. Maybe it's only two. Okay. Fair enough. Was he racist in The Mule? I yes, know literally yes. nothing about The Mule. It was a good movie. Okay. But I doubt you think so. I doubt it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was pretty racist. Okay. But it was more towards Hispanics. Okay. But, I mean, well, it's yeah. just all around racist. <laughs> okay. But no, I mean, I thought it was a good, a good, uh, plot, storyline. Okay. Um, I feel like the writing was good. The script, you know, dialogue, whichever you want to call it. Scenery, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't even know where it took place. You know, I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm sure it probably mentioned it somewhere in the movie. I'm sure. From the, all of two movies that I've seen Clint Eastwood in, he's acted good. So, I haven't seen any movies with the other two, with uh, Tao and Sue. Me neither. That I can think of. <laughs> but that's the, those are my general thoughts. Okay. I'll right. save the rest for later. Good, good. We're g- I'm gonna. This is probably gonna be a, a little bit of a short one because most of my complaints are probably gonna come in the in the spoiler section. I, first of all, I just want to say, everybody, <laughs> I had never seen a Clint Eastwood movie. I think that's very common knowledge. As I mentioned earlier, I was 
planning on never seeing a Clint Eastwood movie. I was going to wear it like a badge of honor, but that's no longer the case. So I watched Gran Torino. And even though I didn't particularly care for it, I did, I did find it to be somewhat inspiring in that it inspired me to go watch Dirty Harry. (laughs) So I watched two Clint Eastwood movies last week, and I loved one of them. And Gran Torino was not the one I loved. (laughs) In fact, I hated Gran Torino so much that I'm throwing down a one out of ten. I despise this movie so much. So much. A one? A one. I will not watch this movie again. In fact, if I were to go to a friend's house and they were like, hey, Tyler, what's up? I'd be like, eh, nothing. And they're like, I'm going to, I'm just sitting down to watch some uh, Gran Torino. You got a couple of pizzas on the way. How'd you sit down and watch it with me? Eat some pie. I'd be like, Gran Torino, huh? And he'd be like, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> Did you call this person before you came over? No, no. <laughs> I just showed up. I just popped in and they were like, can watch some Gran Torino? And I'm like, fuck off. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. So much. And we're going to get into why I hated it. And it's not even because of like the racism that I hate it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you're like sitting there thinking, oh, Tyler, he just doesn't like movies about racism. That's not. We haven't really done a lot of movies on racism. No, no, we really haven't. If any. Kind of, kind of see you yesterday. Mm. At Racist Cops. But were they racist? Yeah, they were racist. They didn't say like they that. were. They were definitely racist. Okay, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I, I also know you're all probably thinking Tyler just hates this out of spite. That's not true. I will. I will happily defend my hatred of this movie. But I can't say that because you like dirty hair. So I mean, it can't, really be, out of, <laughs> it can't be out of spite. <laughs> it starts out looks nice. The lighting is awesome. Clint Eastwood is. I suppose accurately textured in the way that he looks like an old catcher's mitt. <laughs> <laughs> the camera work is is fine. The set pieces are okay, and it's a overall it's a good looking movie. I certainly won't knock it for 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 how how it's shot. It's shot expertly. Mm-hmm. I just I think it's horribly acted. I think the dialogue is terrible. <laughs> I think. Everybody in this movie, you know how you watch a movie and everything sounds natural and it flows really nicely, and then you go to like a high school play or like a a, a play by like some local yokels down at the opera house, and well, they're not terrible mm-hmm. actors. They all talk in the same kind of way, and they talk loud so that way they can get their voice heard throughout the entire audience. And while they're talking loud, that stops them from talking, from sounding natural. So everything sounds kind of like has this weird artificial fakeness to it. That's redundant. Artificial fakeness is redundant. But (laughs) it just sounds like all the dialogue in this movie just sounded really stilted to me. It sounded like, oh, kind of, there was just something about it. I didn't think it sounded natural.
Welcome back to Two Guys, a movie and a podcast, where every week we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched, or even worse, unnoticed. My name's Tyler, you can call me T, I don't really care one way or another. As always, I'm Malcolm, or you can call me Mac, either way, you know, never really matters. This week we're talking about Netflix original Gerald's Game. This movie comes to us all the way from 2017, has a runtime of 1 hour and 43 minutes, has an IMDb rating of 6.6, out of, and that's out of roughly 66,000 ratings, has a Metacritic score of 77, that's out of 12 critics' reviews. It stars Carla Gugino as Jesse Burlingame, Bruce Greenwood as Gerald Burlingame, and that's really all you need to know. I guess there's Chiara Aurelia. That's young Jesse. Oh, and then the... I there's a guy that plays, like, her dad, and there's another guy in there, too, but... You guys can all go to... <laughs> These are the most important ones. They have, they're the ones that have the most screen time. Did you ever watch uh, The Adam Family? Much? No. Okay. Why? Uh, oh, because that guy looks like Lurch? He did play Lurch. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Probably from the movie. I'm assuming the show. Really? No way. No way. When was the movie made? Well, the movie was like 90s. Oh, well then maybe. It said <laughs> 90-something. I thought it was the show. Okay, because the show is like... I bet, the, I bet the show is like 70s. I don't know. I never watched it. <clears throat> I've seen the show a, a few times. I never much cared for it. I was always more of a Munsters fan than, than the uh, Adams Family. You ever watch the Monsters? No. Of course not. <laughs> Monsters was a show. <laughs> I, Clearly. <laughs> I won't call it a great show, but it was a show in which the the father was a Frankenstein monster and the mom was a vampire, if I remember correctly. Okay. And then they had like a little werewolf boy son and like all the family was was monsters. Okay. Except for like they had a daughter that was that was just a pretty young girl. <laughs> she wasn't a monster or anything. <laughs> As here. All cast and crew. Cast. Gerald Struken. Struken. It's a hard name to say. Yes, he was he was Lurch in the Adams Family in 1991 in the movie, and Adams Family Values, 1993. Oh, he was also in Twin Peaks, a show that Mac has probably never seen, and you're a better person for it because that's a terrible show. Twin Peaks was horrible. Don't ever watch it. <laughs> Anyways, oh wait, I was thinking Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Like, you told me to watch oh. it. <laughs> well, Peaky Blinders is okay. I couldn't make it past like the third season. I just I just lost interest in it. But it was okay. Anyways, the synopsis for Gerald's game. The synopsis for Gerald's game is as follows. When her husband's sex game goes wrong, Jessie, handcuffed to a bed in a remote lake house, faces warped visions, dark secrets, and a dire choice. Okay, Mac. Your pick. What are your thoughts on this movie? Um, 
don't know. I'm I'm, I'm really teeter tottering on my score for okay. like <laughs> because it wasn't not the greatest movie I've ever seen, but it was different. Hmm? I'm gonna throw a six. Okay. But a low six. A low six. Okay. Yeah. So like <laughs> if we did do points, it'd be like <laughs> six point three. <laughs> Okay. Um. Anyways, when I first uh, started watching it, I was like, "This is gross." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a a weird. Well, Kim had mentioned like a like a weird Fifty Shades of Grey type thing. Oh, uh-huh. and I was like, "God, I hope not." <laughs> I was like, "Cause I'm not watching an hour and forty six <laughs> of just that." Um. Then it took the turn that it did. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And I didn't know that this was a Stephen King book. Right. Um, never read it. I never read it either. So. A lot of it I'm going to save for the spoiler cast. Okay. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, it was all right. It's, it's, it was different. <laughs> it was different. <laughs> okay. I give it a four. It was a steady five through most of it. <laughs> uh, about an hour into it, I was just kind of ready for it to be over. Seemed like it was dragging on a yeah, bit. Yeah, that's one of my biggest issues. <laughs> and then you get to like the last 20 minutes, which we'll cover in the spoiler cast, but like the last 20 minutes was like a completely different movie. And I didn't quite understand what the real point of it was. Mm-hmm. It felt like felt like it was kind of just tacked on. And maybe in the book it comes out as it comes off as something a little more a little more important. But the last 20 minutes I was just like, "What what why is this happening? Right. <laughs> I thought the camera worker was okay. The story was okay. It was pretty... It's pretty, straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. Pretty disturbing. <laughs> like, yeah. And we'll get into that in the spoilers, too. I'd come across this movie a lot. It keeps it just, like, always pops up. Like, like oh, trending now or things you might like. Mm-hmm. In fact, Netflix has this as, like, a 90% match for me. Whoa. <laughs> It's probably because a clockwork orange. <laughs> I I never watched it, mostly because I just thought it's like she's chained to a bed for an hour and forty three minutes. Right. Even if it takes fifteen minutes to get to <laughs> to the part where she's chained to the bed, there's still like the better part of an hour left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what can you possibly do? What can possibly be done in that time? And so it kind of proved to me that like there's you know there's more stuff to it than than I had anticipated, and the characters got a little bit deeper as as time went on, and it had a few things in it that I wasn't quite expecting. Welcome back to Two Guys, a movie and a podcast, where every week we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched. Or even worse, unnoticed. My name's Tyler. You can call me T. You can call me Susan if it makes you happy. And I'm Malcolm. You can uh, call me Sick or Mac. Either way, I'm both. So welcome back. (laughs) It's been a little while. Took took about a week off. Get back into the groove of things. We were going to do Snatch and then Mac was going to have one more pick. And then we were going to go on to Off All Day. Instead, we're going to do Snatch, and then we're going to go to Off All Day, and then Mac gets the 
privilege, maybe, or chore, of, oh. <laughs> of picking the first monthly episode of Two Guys, a Movie, and a Podcast, which will, of course, be done in the, uh, the uh, older format of the show. But that's a long ways off. That won't be until, like, the end of August. So, we got some time. In the meantime, let's go ahead and talk about Snatch. This movie comes to us all the way from 2000. 2000. Comes all the way from 2000. 2000. <laughs> I was going to say 2014 for some reason, even though I watched this before 2014 the first time. <laughs> it comes to us all the way from 2000. It has a runtime of one hour and 44 minutes. Has an IMDb score currently of 8.3. That's out of roughly 721,000 ratings. Has a Metacritic score of 55. And that is out of 31 critics reviews. It stars Brad Pitt, Jason Statham, Vinnie Jones, Dennis Farina, and some other people that I don't really know. But you can always go to the IMDb site and get that cast list if you so choose. The synopsis is as follows. I really thought I was going to make it there. Every I was like, single time. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I was like, if I just drag this out long enough, I can get to snatch before I make it. Well, I was like, he's doing good. He's doing good. <laughs> All right. The synopsis is as follows. A gangster transporting a stolen gem inadvertently triggers a slew of events that wends through the worlds of bookies, bare knuckle boxing, and swine. Actually, I think, I'm not sure wends is a word. I think, maybe it is. I don't know. But I I think it would sound better if it was a gangster transporting a stolen gem inadvertently triggers a slew of events that winds through the worlds of bookies, bare knuckle boxing, and swine. So, I don't know if wends is a word or if Netflix just made a typo when they were describing Snatch, but... That's pretty much it. If they did, I'm complaining. <laughs> this movie also features Benicio del Toro. Yes, and that's a, that is worth noting as well. It's directed by Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie did uh, Man from Uncle. You ever seen that one? Henry Cavill, Army Hammer. No, it's a good movie. Um, oh, I do believe he did the uh, Sherlock movies. With Robert Downey Jr. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Yeah. I think he recently did a King Arthur movie too, but I have not seen that one. Oh, with um like the guy Charlie Hunnam? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure that was a guy Richie thing too. Hmm. Could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. I'm like eighty percent sure. <laughs> I could check on my phone. I could check on my phone, but I'm not going to. All right. So we got all that fun stuff out of the way. Mac, spoiler free thoughts. Um I really like this movie. I, I did. All right. I, re I really did. Um, I'm not all for Brad Pitt with the <laughs> accent. <clears throat> but um, overall, there was, a, there was a lot of familiar faces that I noticed um, from a lot of different things I've seen, obviously. Um, my boy Dennis Farina, Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> um 
it was I mean this in a good way, but it was again it was different. <laughs> I feel like all these movies are different <laughs> that we've been picking. And I like that. I like that. Um I really don't know what to say. Like there's I feel like there was like many different stories going on. They all intertwined together, obviously. But it wasn't like straightforward, but it wasn't something that was like too confusing. <laughs> I feel like there were some parts that we could do without, like with Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like and I guess I'll save it for the spoiler cast, but there were just some parts where if they took him out, I'd be perfectly fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. I'm going to give it a strong seven. I fairly enjoyed it. Eh, again, I'm not going to say it was too long, but there was just parts where I didn't need <laughs> unnecessary. All right. Uh, I like the acting besides Brad Pitt's accent. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. I like Brad Pitt's accent. That's like one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's too much. <laughs> ah, they're speaking Pikey. Pikeys. I mean, what is it? It's like it's it's not it's not quite English. It's not quite Irish or something like yeah. that. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. I love this movie. Seen it a lot. I don't know how many times, but I've seen it a lot. I even have a special edition DVD because I got it before Blu-ray was a thing. Mm. Um, came with like a deck of cards and a, po- and a poker chip. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I give it a 10 because I never get tired of this movie. Every time I watch it, I catch something new. I watched it with uh, subtitles. Like for I, I've never watched it with subtitles before. This time around, I watched it with subtitles. And for some reason, the Netflix subtitles, they don't translate the movie perfectly, mm-hmm. but but they do give you a little bit more insight into what Brad Pitt's saying sometimes. Right. <laughs> I like, watched it with subtitles okay. the first time around. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and I did, and, and with, with the subtitles, I actually caught a few jokes that I had never caught before. Mm-hmm. So like every time I watch it, it's, it's like something, something new. I mean, the story is always the same, but, right. but there's always like a joke or something hidden in there. Cause there's so much in it. Like the, the dialogue is super fast. Uh, it's like really witty and sharp. The story, I say the story is like super convoluted. It's too messy. <laughs> I gave it a 10. But I feel like the story's just too messy. Um, it's like you got you got so many different characters. You're introduced to all the characters pretty much right off the bat, mm-hmm. and then trying to keep track of all those characters and why they're important. It it's easier than it sounds, but it's still kind of messy. I think the way that the I just think the way the story's told is kind of convoluted and confusing at times. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, what? is happening <laughs> like how did these guys get this diamond why why do these guys have this diamond how do they know about this thing and what right. you know but uh the more you like you know the more you watch it the more it makes sense and 
I guess that's part of the charm of it. I like it when Jason Statham does things that aren't Fast and the Furious or Transporter. Uh, Action pack? Yeah. <laughs> I like him when he's doing things like this. Uh, have you ever seen uh, The Bank Job? No. Oh, that's a good one, too. If it if it ever comes on Netflix, that, that might be one to, to keep an eye on for. But uh, the the bank job is like it's a it's a heist movie where he has like he's the star and he has like two seconds of action in it. And I just I like him when he's I mean, uh, yeah, all the, you know, his action stuff is all super cool and, and, and everything. And I would love it if he was James Bond. But I kind of like it when he's doing things that are that are more character driven. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Brad Pitt. We already covered him. Yeah, I love. I I really do like the accent, the dags, <laughs> the caravan, the dags, <laughs> the dags. You like dags? <laughs> Need from my mom. <laughs> um, uh, Benicio del Toro. He always entertains. He's he's pretty quiet in this one yeah. though. Uh, like the way he talks is almost childlike. He's like, oh, so you want me to go to the bookies then? <laughs> it reminded me a lot of like him as the collector yeah. in the Marvel universe, just the way he <laughs> talked, um, and just kind of the the awkwardness <laughs> of him. But I think that also that's what makes him great at what he does. <laughs> yes, uh, and and even though I'd seen this, <laughs> so I'd seen this countless times when I sat down to watch it. For the review, I was like, oh, yeah, Benicio Del Toro's in this movie. <laughs> Welcome back to Off All Day, the two guys, a movie, and a podcast edition. That's right. We are back for our monthly movie review in which we are going to mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched, or even worse, unnoticed. My name's Tyler. You can call me T. I don't really care one way or another. Hi, I'm uh, Malcolm. I'm confused, but you can call me Mac. <laughs> you threw me off with that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of thought I might, but it's okay. I was like, what show are we doing? <laughs> All right, this week, off all day rules still apply. We're gonna we're gonna take a deep dive on the film Snowpiercer, and you're gonna keep track of all the topics, or at least some of the topics. Send us in a topics list. We're not gonna set a timer, so uh, no worries there. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna go, and however long it is, it is. So I guess with all that out of the way, let's let's go ahead and do. Let's go ahead and get some Snowpiercer information, I guess. I forgot how to do this. It's been so long. It's been so long since we've done a movie. Especially in this way. <laughs> All right, Snowpiercer. This movie comes to us from 2013. Has a Metacritic score of 84. I neglected to write uh, the number of critics' reviews. I do not know what it is on IMDb. <laughs> because... I apparently forgot to write that down as well. As a runtime of two hours and six minutes, Max looking at his phone, he might 
He might pull up the IMDb I suppose. Stuff. I'll pick up the slack <laughs> here. While he's doing that, I'll go ahead and read the synopsis for this for this movie. The Earth's remaining inhabitants are confined to a single train circling the globe as revolution brews among the class-divided cars. It stars Chris Evans, Song Kang-ho, Ed Harris, has Jamie Bell and Tilda Swinton in it as well. And, uh, oh, and we can't forget John Hurt. All right, what do you got for us, Max? What did you say his name was? John Hurt. No, the other one. Jamie Bell? Nope. Ed Harris? No. Chris Evans? The Chinese man. Oh. Song Kang Ho. Here it says Kang Ho Song. Well, someone is wrong. <laughs> I'm going to go with IMDb being right. Um. Okay. So that's out of... 38 reviews? Wait, what are we... What are Metacritic. 84 points out of... Yeah, 30. Okay. What's the IMDb rating? 7.1. 7.1. Okay. How many... Does it say how many reviews? How many ratings? Uh, 245,495. Oh, nice. Okay. 7.1? Well... Yes. I contributed to that. Because the first time I watched it, I rated it myself. Are you on there? I'm probably... Yeah. Did you leave a review? No. Oh. I don't think I did. I might have. I don't think I did though. It would have been like after I was done writing reviews and stuff as a as a hobby. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. This is Max. This is Max pick. We're gonna go ahead and throw it over to him for some general spoiler free reviews. Then we're gonna insert a little bit of an ad break in there. Because why not? And then we're going to get on to the actual review, like the deep dive review. Also, somewhere in there, I'm going to have my review, too. (laughs) (laughs) This was my mistake. (sighs) I'm going to. Okay, so look, I didn't I didn't dislike it. Okay. Okay. It was a fairly good movie. Okay. But. I could not unsee. Chris Evans as Captain America (laughs) in like a post-apocalyptic world (laughs) because that's what it seemed like to me like all the like okay for example oh I can't throw any spoilers in yet there's a certain scene where he's just it seems like he's almost like superhuman (laughs) and I think I know what scene you're talking about I think you might. <laughs> but I, I just, the whole entire time, I just thought to myself, this is Captain America, apocalypse. <laughs> so, I mean, in that aspect, I didn't really care for it just because mm. I was like, oh. I mean, <laughs> this is like, I don't even know. It it, it just, it seemed all too marvelish. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. But like, like I said, it was a good movie. So I'm gonna give it a five. Oh, five. Yes, it's a strong five. Yeah. Okay. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's a strong five. But I mean, the action was good for what action there was. The story, eh? It seemed pretty. <laughs> Like, to me, it was, like, pretty much pretty A point 
to B point. Man, yeah, kind of. Like it didn't. Like I don't think it had like a thick, deep plot. Fair enough. Is that it? Yeah, that's me. Okay, that's it. All right, I give this movie a ten because I love it so much. <laughs> of course. Uh, the story. Yeah, uh, you could simplify it. You could be all like, yeah, it's just them getting from the back of the train to the front of the train. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pretty deep level, I think of world building that goes on the explanation of how the world uh freezes over the the way wilfred kind of foresees all this stuff happening Mm -hmm. the way everyone kind of praises him he's almost like a cult leader he's almost like i don't know if it would be a spoiler to say or not um he's almost like uh like the wizard from the wizard of oz in in many okay. cases, um, not, I'm not. I won't go into into detail on that. We'll save that for the for the spoiler filled review. But so I think there's like I think there's depth to it, but I I think it's it's kind of underneath the uh, it's it's it it's kind of underneath everything else. Well, underneath all the snow and ice. <laughs> yeah. No pun yeah. intended. But like uh, the way they have to balance everything out. The, the the final explanation of of how this revolution that happens on the train, uh, like what it all means and stuff. I, I think there was some depth to it. Yeah, but I mean, the movie's how it's what two hours? Yeah, it's about like that happens in maybe the last <laughs> <laughs> fifteen to twenty minutes. Fair enough. Fair enough. They could probably spend a little bit less time at the beginning. Uh, doing all the stuff in the back of the train, maybe. Yes. Like setting up for the revolution, I think probably could have been chopped down about 15, maybe 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long that that period is. <laughs> it seemed, <laughs> it feels like a long time, though. And even when I was taking notes this time around, I was kind of thinking, gosh, I don't remember this movie feeling so long. Mm-hmm. And that might just be because I was like studiously scribbling on some note cards, <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep track of stuff. Uh, I don't, I don't, cause like I said, I, I watched it like twice. Right. I thought I made my wife watch it with me. I think you told me you did. Yeah. I think you watched it together. You yeah. Told me. I, I watched it like back to back and then I thought I made her watch it with me, but she told me this morning that she has never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Two Guys, a movie and a podcast, where every month we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix to find those gems that might otherwise go unwatched, or even worse, unnoticed. My name's Tyler. You can call me T. I don't really care one way or another. Since day one, my name has been Mac or Malcolm. You can call me Jerome, even. It's all the same. It is all... I feel like Jerome is a far cry from Mac. I can kind I can kind of understand where you get Mac from Malcolm. I can't make the leap to Jerome. Just can't do it. It's a bridge too far. But I suppose that doesn't really matter. Why do you have to call me out like that? It's just what I do. How do you get T from Tyler, huh? Well, because my name starts with a T. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Last I checked the alphabet. What if on paper it just says Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> it 
but you pronounce it Tyler. <laughs> well, that would be rather weird. I have an uncle that calls me T. He nicknamed me T when I was just a wee lad growing up in the ivy fields. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I decided to do like a bad Scottish accent or Irish accent. I don't know either. <laughs> Anyways, I had an uncle once. <laughs> I still have him. He's not dead. Well, that's good. <laughs> he nicknamed me T. There's a handful of people out there that do call me T on a regular basis. Outside of this podcast. Of course, none of them listen to this podcast, so. In fact. So I can't confirm it. <laughs> in fact, I think I may be the only one that listened to the last episode. <laughs> I don't even think Mac listened to it. I have, it just came out two days ago. Wednesday. It's Friday right I now. I know. It's two days ago. Give me time. <laughs> All right. If you're not familiar with the way we do this show, we are going to talk about a movie. We're going to cover a myriad of topics, and you keep track of these topics and write us a topics list. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Do we have a treat for you all this week? We are. I hope, bacon I hope you like bacon. I hope you love bacon because this week we're talking about cop car. And no, that's not a joke about cops being bacon. <laughs> that was the worst line ever. This movie stars Kevin Bacon. I love Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I love bacon. You love bacon? <clears throat> I do love bacon. I'll tell you about the sweet deal going on at Hy-Vee. Oh, yeah? All you can eat bacon. Just twelve ninety nine. Okay. I do love bacon. <laughs> but I couldn't just like... Like after about five slices of nice thick bacon, I'm out. I can't do it. Like in my younger days, back when I was a wee lad in the ivy fields. <laughs> Did they have bacon out there? <laughs> I could eat like a pound of bacon, no problem. That would be the deal of a lifetime. You just told me you ate a DiGiorno pizza. I uh tombstone pizza. Oh, tomb <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> You know that garbage DiGiorno. I can tell it's not delivery. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> by yourself. But, yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't, like, alone by myself. My kids were sitting... Well, I my know kids, that. My kids were sitting there watching me eat the entire pizza. To be fair, they did, they did have some pizza of, them, of their own. <laughs> Zoe doesn't like pepperoni, so I made her a cheese pizza. Adelaide, I love cheese. Adelaide ate a sliver <laughs> of cheese and a sliver of pepperoni, which made one full slice. So she didn't go hungry. Plus, she ate like like five handfuls of corn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She, she had some corn on her tray, and she tries to eat it with a spoon. But I get so tired of her. <laughs> Of trying to of, of her trying to get that corn to her mouth without just spilling it. She's like she she's got it to the point where she can get it up to her mouth, but then she can't like get it into her mouth. Like she right. she wants to flip the spoon over and then it just falls over and the spoon goes in her mouth and maybe like a piece of corn. <laughs> so after a few after a few tries, I just tell her, you know what? I'm okay if you just pick it up. 
<laughs> just just shovel it in with your hands. If that's how you have to get the food to your mouth, <laughs> shovel it in with your hands. Sounds so barbaric. <laughs> she does. <laughs> she does, though. And she still spills like half of it. <clears throat> no, it's okay. Yeah, anyways. Suppose we should suppose we should get on to the topic at hand. Is this a movie episode? Or? It is a movie episode. <laughs> oh man. Remember the days when we used to record for like three hours on like <laughs> short movies. <laughs> <laughs> As I mentioned this week we're talking about Cop Car. This movie stars Kevin Bacon, James Friedson, and Hayes Welford. It comes to us all the way from 2015, has a runtime of one hour, 28 minutes, has an IMDb score of 6.3. That's currently sitting with uh, roughly 28,000 ratings. That's a user score. And a Metacritic score of 66, which is actually kind of high. That is fairly high. (laughs) And that's out of 21 critics' reviews. And the... uh... (laughs) Just can't get this right tonight. The synopsis for this movie is as follows. Two mischievous boys get thrust into a game of cat and mouse with a murderous psychopath after they decide to steal a police officer's cruiser. I'm not going to lie. That is a terrible description of this movie. (laughs) 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 It is like... That makes this movie sound so much more entertaining than it actually was. It's under the category of thriller. <laughs> oh, man. The picture that they have of Kevin Bacon on like the Netflix synopsis. That's like the coolest picture It ever. looks really cool. And then you watch the movie. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into that. Let's start with some spoiler-free thoughts on this. Mac, what do you got? Are we giving our scores yet? Yeah, you can is give that, your score. Is that how we do this? Yeah, yeah. We usually usually give our score during the. You can give it before you give your spoiler for your review. You can give it after. You can give it in the middle. I'm gonna give it a five. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it's a four. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Kevin Bacon that much that I put it at a five. <clears throat> okay. This has got to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I would watch back to back A Clockwork Orange before I would watch this movie ever again. Would you watch Tucker and Dale no. versus Evil over this? Absolutely there? not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't no. Um I love the sequence for like maybe I'll say a solid five minutes. There's a scene. That I'm going to get to in the spoiler section. Okay. That was probably my favorite part. (laughs) Uh, The acting was horrid to me. (laughs) Um, I didn't get what was going on. I did. Like, it's not. It wasn't complicated. There's not really much going on. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. It's like, it wasn't complicated. It seemed pretty, pretty cut and dry. But, uh. Kevin Bacon looked awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all I can say. Okay. It it Man, I hated this movie so much. <laughs> oh, I watched it entirely based on that synopsis. 
I wa- I'm telling I, you. Like, I didn't watch any trailers for it or anything about it. I read that synopsis. Like, this sounds sounds like I even I told enjoy, T. Enjoy. I said, I'm giving it a 10. <laughs> <laughs> because it has Kevin Bacon. I didn't know it was going to be this bad. Because <laughs> I watched the trailer. The trailer looked all right. I kept meaning to watch the trailer. Like, after I watched it, I was, I was like, I kind of wonder what the trailer looks like for this thing. Right. And then I never got around to it. Too many other things came up. <laughs> you sign into YouTube and then suddenly you're bombarded with like 50 million things to see <laughs> that are like, and you just, I, I immediately forget what I go there for. Right. <laughs> cat eats snake. Oh, I would not watch that. Why? That sounds disgusting. A cat eating a snake? I've seen cats eat snakes. I don't need to see a YouTube video of it. No. <laughs> I've had many a cat in my life, and I've seen them eat many a snake. Oh, my mom sent me a picture of a cat eating a squirrel. Yeah, I don't think I need to see that either. That's a weird picture to send. Why Why would anybody not? I don't want to see that picture. Do not show me that picture. He's not eating it. He was okay. on his way to eat it. Okay. There's a, every year there's a, a wildlife, uh, like a wildlife photography challenge. <laughs> and and uh this year's this year's winner it's like a worldwide challenge this year's winner was a picture of a fox scaring a marmot i think it was a marmot it's like a little chipmunk looking thing just like chipmunk because that's not what it's called this is thing. Whew. that's a lot of movies and a lot of thoughts Hope you enjoyed this show, and if you're listening to me right now, thanks for sticking around to the end. Remember, Red Sea Diving Resort will be dropping Wednesday, January 15th, 2020. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find all our info at www.offalldaypodcast.com, Twitter at offallday, and Instagram where we are at offalldaypodcast. Dives down.